series on less than well-known people of the Bible. How many know the story of Ornan the Jebusite? Does anybody know that name? Mm, kind of, sort of. Okay, I see a couple hands go up. Let's go to the book of First Chronicles. He is also known as Aruna the Jebusite, that his name is in uh, Samuel, Second uh, Samuel 24, Aruna, in First Chronicles chapter 23, he's called Ornan, and uh, we're to the letter O, and uh, he is one of those figures that he just appears, blip, there, and then we never hear from him again. And uh, yet there's an awful lot of, of things that happened around Ornan and things that he did. Let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 21. 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Let me just give you uh, the context. You can go back to the beginning uh, of the chapter. And we're not going to have time to answer all of the issues here, but it says that uh, Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. Uh, we look in the book of Samuel, and it tells us, why don't you just keep a finger in 1 Chronicles 21 and then turn to 2 Samuel 24. And in 2 Samuel, wow, pages sticking together here. Pardon me, usually I get there a little quicker than this. Okay, 2 Samuel chapter 24, and it says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And uh, there is a, uh, an agreement there, when the anger of the Lord is kindled, the devil does his work. And uh, uh, so many times we, we actually remove ourselves from God's protection and everybody wants to blame it on the Lord. If you want the devil to attack you, just start disobeying the things that God has put in your life to protect you. And uh, church is one of those, amen? It, it is just one of those things God has given to protect you. And so be here. Your Bible is something God has given to protect you. Read it. Uh, it will solve a lot of problems. Just follow, prayer is a wonderful thing. Use it to allow God to protect you, and that will keep the devil from hurting you. But if you disobey God, you remove yourself from the protection of the Lord. How many of you have ever been in a real hailstorm? I mean, that stuff hurts. And, and if it gets big enough... It can put you in a hospital or, or worse. And uh, while we were in Oklahoma City, they had, uh, oh, I should have put this on the praise list. Um, they had two or three tornado sightings on Wednesday night after church. And uh, one touched down just a few miles out of Oklahoma City. There was uh, several homes destroyed and buildings and, and all kinds of things. Uh, the power outage, everything was on the southeast corner. The church is on the southwest. 
and our hotel was in North Central, so uh, we were protected, really. Uh, it, it was an amazing storm. We were six floors up in the hotel, look out the window, and it just looked like somebody was taking a bright uh, light and just flipping the switch on and off. I mean, the whole city of Oklahoma was lit up, just blinking on and off. And uh, we turned on the, we heard the sirens go off and turned on the weather channel, the see, local channel, see what was going on. And the Lord protected us through all that. Praise the Lord. Um, but, um, now where was I going with all that? I don't know. Um, but we get here and, oh, I know where I was going with that is when the storm's going, you don't stand outside in the storm, you stay inside, amen? You, you stay in a safe place and you'll be protected. You walk out in the middle of that thing and there's a lot of harm that could come your way. Don't be a storm chaser. Stay where God puts you, amen? So we look here and apparently David and his people had provoked the Lord, and the devil was able to do his work. And God sent David seer. He said, God is going to offer you three things. You take a choice. And um, verse 9 of 1 Chronicles 21, And the Lord spake unto Gad, David seer, go tell, saying, Go tell David, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose thee one of them, that I may do it unto thee. So Gad came to David and said, Thus saith the Lord, Choose three. Choose thee either three years of famine or three months to be destroyed before thy foes while the sword of thine enemies overtaketh thee or else three days the sword of the Lord, even the pestilence in the land and the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the coast of Israel. Now therefore advise thyself what word I shall bring again to him that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let me fall now into the hand of the Lord, for very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel, and there fell of Israel 70,000 men. And God sent an angel unto Jerusalem to destroy it. And as he was destroying, the Lord beheld, and he repented him of the evil, and said to the angel that destroyed, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Now there is the uh, introduction to Ornan. He's not, we're not told anything other than he was a Jebusite. Now let's just stop and, and investigate this just a little bit. The Jebusites were the Canaanites. Uh, they were the people, the tribe of Canaanites, the descendants uh, of Canaan, the grandson of Noah, that held uh, the part of uh, that land that the city of Jerusalem was situated in. They were defeated. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed early in the conquest under Joshua, but the children of Israel did not hold the city of Jerusalem. It wasn't long until the Jebusites had retaken it and rebuilt the city. And when David became king, 400 and some years after all of these things, uh, nearly 400 years after all of these things had happened, David said, I want my capital to be in Jerusalem. How many of you remember that story? 
And the Jebusite said, unless you can take away the lame and the blind, you're not coming into this city. And it was Joab that climbed up the gutter or the sewer pipe and got into the city of Jerusalem and opened the gate and allowed David and his soldiers to come in and they took the city of Jerusalem and they were in the process of building the city of Jerusalem as his capital. He had already built his palace and he had built the stronghold there for the, for the soldiers to be in. Now, the city had been conquered and here is this Ornan the Jebusite of the old inhabitants of Jerusalem on the hill that overlooks the entire city, the most prominent property in the city of Jerusalem. And while all of this is going on and God's people are being punished, what's Aruna doing, or Ornan as his name is here? He's threshing wheat. He's going on about his business. He's just doing things and he, as we will read in here, he turns around and he sees the angel of the Lord with his sword drawn over the city of Jerusalem. David sees this. You've got to realize that uh, this threshing floor was the highest point in the city of Jerusalem. Uh, today we know this area as the Temple Mount. This is where uh, Solomon would build the temple it is the same place where Abraham had offered Isaac back in the book of Genesis. All of these things happened. This Aruna, this Ornan, had somehow come into possession of this property. And while all these horrible things were befalling Israel, he was threshing wheat, going on about his business. And David came, but here's how he came. Let's go back to verse 18. And the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad which he spake in the name of the Lord. And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with them hid themselves. And Ornan was threshing wheat. And as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David and went out to the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Now I want us to go back to the story of Samuel here, 2 Samuel 24. And um, it's verse, I think it's verse 18. Okay, no, verse... Twenty-three. Well, let's, let's start reading in verse 21. And Aruna said, or Ornan, same man, Wherefore is the, my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Aruna said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be oxen for burnt sacrifices and threshing instruments and other instruments of the oxen for wood. All these things did Aruna, as a king, give unto the king. And Aruna said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. Now, this verse here shows us more about this obscure person, Aruna or Ornan, than any other verse. It says that 
He, as a king, gave all of these things to David. Here is, here is the idea. It's not that Ornan was the former king of Jerusalem. Uh, he was the one that had cursed David and fought against him. I have a strange feeling that his life was strangely shortened by that act of defiance against David. And uh, he didn't survive the encounter. But this, this fellow here was a Canaanite living in the land of Israel. And when David comes, he bows himself and David and, and, and David and he have a conversation. There's no animosity here. It is very apparent that this uh, Ornan was one of those who at least had made uh, good relations with the Israelites and was not living a life that was against the word of God because otherwise he would have been moved on out of there with the other inhabitants of Jerusalem. The threshing floor was the center of any farm situation. Without your threshing floor, you cannot process the harvest. If you can't process your harvest, your farm is no good. Now what David was asking for was the threshing floor. That would mean that <clears throat> Aruna's farming days were over. His land that he had there in what is now the city of Jerusalem was going to be taken over by the Israelites. He couldn't grow crops there if he couldn't harvest the grain. Uh, we don't understand how important that is today. But if you have uh, uh, several, uh, and, it, and it would have been uh, a, a large farm to grow and to have this threshing floor here, the whole farm was now worthless. You couldn't manufacture a threshing floor just anywhere. A threshing floor is made out of stone usually. Well, where did you find those stones? Uh, in the ground. Uh, and it wasn't a bunch of stones that were put together like a paving because your wheat would fall down in the cracks between them. It had to be one large piece of stone. I mean, these were naturally occurring things. This would have been his prized possession. This would have been the center of everything that he was. And here comes King David. And David says, I need your threshing floor to build an altar unto the Lord to stay the plague from the people. Now, were the people of Israel Arunas or Ornan's people? No, he was a Jebusite. Now, here's what he did, though. It says, as a king, he gave all these things to the king. Now, here's the idea. When you meet someone who claims to be a king, what is the one thing about royalty uh, that ought to be different from any other person? It should be their ability to give extravagant and expensive and rare gifts. Isn't that really one of the ideas? I mean, a king who has control over great wealth can turn over great wealth to another person and not be injured by that. They are gracious because they can afford it. Amen? 
Now, we have no idea that Aruna had other properties and other threshing floors. Probably not. But in that spirit of great giving, of great giving it says he gave it all. And we have two transactions here and, and, and the best reconciliation I can give in, in the book of Chronicles, it says he gave 50 shekels of silver for the threshing floor and for the oxen. And then in, um, or is that Samuel? And uh, yes, it's in, in Samuel, it was the 50 shekels of silver for the threshing floor and for the oxen. In the book of Chronicles, it was 600 shekels of gold. For the place. He bought the farm. David bought that property. Now, as we hear stories in New York often, people don't like to sell property. And if someone knows you want a certain piece of property, they're going to keep driving up the price and driving up the price and driving up the price until they... Uh, try to take you to the cleaners for it and all of these things. We don't think, see Ornan doing this at all. I mean, this would have been the, uh, and today, uh, I don't care if, I don't care who you are. You could not buy the Temple Mount with an army. <laughs> you would start a worldwide rebellion of Islamic people if you tried to do anything to the Temple Mount. It's protected by the Israeli government. And they're going to do everything. I mean, and our government is not going to allow anything to happen over there because it's going to mess up the whole world. If something happened to that Temple Mount, it could, be, it could honestly be said it is the most sought-after piece of property in the world. The Arabs say it belongs to us. It's ours. It's ours. And Israel says, okay, we'll let you post the guards at the top of the mount. And they said, okay, that's very nice. <laughs> because the Jews don't believe they should walk on the Temple Mount because they believe they might desecrate the temple and might step inadvertently on the place where the Holy of Holies were. So no Jewish uh, Orthodox uh, Jewish person will even set foot on the Temple Mount because of that. But it's protected today. Ornan the Jebusite turned around and saw the angel and recognized the seriousness of the issue and took all that he had. Now the king said, I'm not going to offer to God that which costs me nothing. He bought the things that were there on the Temple Mount immediately for 50 shekels of silver, which would have been in, in our day equivalent several thousands of dollars. 600 shekels of gold, uh, that would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, normally, you don't carry that around in your pocket. And so David would have gone back later and made the final deal for the property and secured this for a place to build the temple of the Lord. Now, what if Ornan had refused to give up his property? Well, I think God took care of that with that angel hovering over the city with a drawn sword. Amen? And Ornan cared enough about the people of Israel that he gave his prized possession to the king 
and allowed the king to remunerate him properly for that. And the Bible tells us in verse 25 of of 2 Samuel 24, And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. And that is the story of Ornan the Jebusite. Uh, One of those unheard of characters. If you've been doing your Bible reading, you'll, you'll read his story. But look at all that is contained there. It is a wonderful story of how God worked in the heart of a Canaanite, a man who would have been raised pagan at best, who believed enough in God and cared enough about the children of Israel to part with his property that they may please, excuse me, and serve God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we look at this story of this man, and of course the Bible gives us very little information about him, but Lord, the things that he did were great. As a king, he gave. And Lord, we just uh, thank you that that land has been dedicated, and we pray for the rebuilding of that temple. Lord, we also pray that you would help us to be simple and faithful in our service to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll take just a moment.